back to the Helihead Show. This is episode 95. I am your host, Skids. We've got Gooch here. Hello, my friends. We've got Diamond. Hello. We've got old Cholo. Hey, everybody. And we've got our guest, Kenny Hutton. How's it going? Hey. Him out of, out oh. of Ohio. Mm. Is he from Ohio? Mhm. Uh, let's go ahead and stop recording. Yep. No. That's it. Yeah, Turn it done. down. Let's done. We're Show done. done. Send him back to the mm. pool. Does Does it count as an episode if we stop now? <laughs> <laughs> Send him back to the land of ever changing weather. Yeah. <laughs> I'll it's just like, throw in uh, all the the two and a half hours of chatter before the show. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got a show. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's stuff that we can air out. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. Never yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Can't be as bad as last right. episode. No way. <laughs> Fuck's sake. We're in the no. bottom. There's no more to go. <laughs> Can't go any last lower. Episode, last episode, Daniel said some stuff that could have got us canceled. For yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Could have got us canceled. We all we all could have gotten us canceled for the things we said. It's true. Yeah, it's true. We're still here yeah, though. Surprise! Yeah, we didn't have to come out of the V two. Thank God. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, it's gonna be a good episode. I'm stoked. Yeah, glad Kenny that you're here. This is mm-hmm. is this your first time being on a podcast? First time. Yep. Suck it, free fall. That never gets old to me. They they don't even exist. (laughs) Yeah, how is that? Yeah. It's like saying suck it to a DeLorean. They don't even exist anymore. (laughs) They do exist. Yeah, they started making them again, actually. They have a new one out. But you have to join the club, and you have to like give them X amount of dollars to join the club. Yeah. What's X amount of dollars? Why are you like trying to touch the air like you're on some kind of... I'm I'm He's petting, just checking his grow house. Yeah, I'm checking, out my, checking yeah. my plants right now. They gotta make sure they're right texture. The snozberry smells like snozberry. <laughs> tastes like snozberry. Got my medication of the day, guys. Really? Sorry, uh, my ADD is kicking hard right now, yeah. guys. Sorry. Uh, Good. Let's do it then. Let's see what we can Cholo, come up with. Cholo the botanist. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. this. Uh, I got what you need. Grow house <laughs> visual behind himself. <laughs> It's a botanical garden. That's what you. That's what. I don't know. It's. I don't know what the red is. Maybe it's, it's a heat fire. lamp. It's I can't tell. Grow house. You should know it's there. Yeah. It's a heat lamp. It's bad inventory. <laughs> oh, it's the good stuff. <laughs> red bud. It's for that Kush grows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As he snaps open a Bud Light. No. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Now. You're not a Bud Light fan anymore. Canceled. Yeah. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where this comes from. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, cool. You guys have a good week. Yep. Have a pretty good week. How about your... Yeah. How about me? Um, yeah. We don't care. Yeah. Exactly. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You guys want to just snap right into it? Sure. All right. Here Boom. we go. 
Thank you for everyone for downloading and streaming and listening to our podcast. We certainly do appreciate each and every one of you. Let's go. Let's do it. Who's going first? I can go first. Do it. So this week I've pretty much just uh, worked like normal. Today I actually went flying with a buddy of mine named Tony at, at our local field. And that was pretty fun. Got about four hours of flying in today. And then... The other day, I drove to Pensacola and back in one day. So for me, that's like 15 hours in the car and to get a frame for the truck I'm getting ready to build and then uh, started prepping for spring fling, getting that ready. Nice. Nice. Cool. Short, but sweet. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yep. Diamond, what you got? Uh, let's see. I pretty much uh, didn't do much. Got ready for spring fling. I uh, got a new heli built for that. Raw is almost done. Tested a new heli this weekend, which went fantastic. Other than I got to figure out how to keep that thing from catching on fire because I'm pretty close to having that ESC melt in place. <laughs> Not looking too good for my <laughs> 8S580. That thing is screaming hot, but it's performing really well. And I'm pretty pumped to try at a spring fling and have Kevin do some hurricanes. Yes, let's do it. Yeah, we just got to find a spot with no trees. True. Um, <laughs> that would be the front field, I think. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a tree across the street. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that there's was... a problem with that, Kevin. Yeah? There's no trees on the front field, but there's power lines. So oh. it's funny you say Did that. Did you say power lines? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's power lines. It's funny you say that power because lines. I was talking to Cliff today. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm planning on going there and having a hell of a time. He's like, oh, is that right? I said, I'm hunting power lines. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I mean, well, good you luck. have to go way out there. They're way out that, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then he said, trend. well, I think he said something about there weren't any, but I thought there was. Aren't they way out there? Right? Yeah. By the street. Yeah, far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, They're well, that's far. okay. Whatever. If I can't make the power lines, then I'll skid bump a car for sure. <laughs> Well, about last year, you about skid bumped the front of a tractor trailer with your truck when you were driving us to dinner one night. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. Turning left, I can't do it. I got to turn right. Yeah. Can't look to the right. <laughs> Make sure that people are safe on the crush side. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I was hoping it would impact your side. It's every right. man for himself in there. That's right. That's right. Good thing Ben was in the front. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll protect you with my woolly sweater. <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> poor Ben. Oh, oh no. goodness. Oh God. So that's it. Um, and just got ready to teach. I've been like, cause I gotta get ready to teach people. Apparently, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you do. I'm not. I'm not ready for that. I haven't taught anybody how to fly in a while. Yeah. Well, so he, <laughs> you're talking about the uh, Simone School that's going to be happening at Spring Fling. Yeah, I'm helping out with that. So that's awesome. So, how many students do you guys have? Do you know? Nope, nobody's no clue. Sweet. Well, I know so, she has at least two: Tanner and Jay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and and Charlie Crespo. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. And and there's there's supposedly five total. Okay, five total. You know, five is there total. actually like yep. legitimate students, or is it? Just- just, just people that want to uh, hang out with some other. Right, right. Yeah, I think Maddie is the only legit. Maddie and Charlie are the only ones that I know of that they're looking for. You know, to progress. Okay. 
What is Charlie mm-hmm. wanting to learn? Do you know? Uh, your favorite hurricanes. What? See, I should be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you should be there. Yeah. Stand on my right side, Charlie. (laughs) Safe side. (laughs) Oh my God. That day. You know how Justin Mm. does the unloady thing where the, he, he, you know, he's in a hurricane and he unloads the head and he goes, kind of like does a whole, yeah. Um, so I did that to Charlie when I was in in Ohio and oh my God, dude, he ran like old man ran. And he was so pissed. He was like, what the fuck are you trying to do? You're trying to fucking kill me? And I'm like, Jesus. I'm like, this guy's about fucking good. He ain't supposed to go, you know, full bore calzone on somebody. <laughs> on and, somebody? Uh, no, you. Yeah, with me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh Kevin's God, hurricanes man. are like F5s. Yeah. <laughs> like F5s. Oh, my God. It was I'm just so a little funny. offended that Charlie doesn't think I could teach him how to do hurricanes. Is that right? You say F like five times and jump back, you know? <laughs> nice I mean, idea. I think it's not necessarily that he doesn't think that you could do it. Is I don't think he realized that, that we're no that we're trying to. It's going to be like a formal training more than just you at the field hanging out next to him. Yeah, you know, formal? yeah, more laid back. Yeah, I think oh. that was his thing, and you know, yeah. But I think we'll be fine. I, I mean, can teach him. I'll teach him. I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just put it knife edge. Yeah, Kevin's like the godfather. Yeah. Of put it knife edge and just all collective, every bit of it. Nope. Yep. Don't, don't. If you go out. up, ease off the collective. <laughs> if you go down, <laughs> you better give it more. You got nothing left. Right. Just go with it. We all have our specialties, you know. I mean, Cholo, he's yep. got the tail slides, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everybody has their thing. <laughs> I thought he was going to list everybody's specialties. So yeah, he just was like, I was like, well, Chris can blow out tail fan tails on yeah. uh, everything. Mm-hmm. There you go. I was waiting for something. Diamante knows how to crash two helis in the span of a minute 30. Or less. Or less. <laughs> it was less than that. I was giving him time <laughs> to plug the, the batteries in. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the battery is only like 92%. <laughs> but he has a trustworthy face where somebody will go, here, after you crash too, here's my helicopter. Have right. fun with it. Yeah. Oh, you just crashed? Yeah. You want to do mine next? Yep. Okay, okay. So let's finish up then. Gucci has the Gucci maneuver. Mm-hmm. The there Gucci scoop. See? The Gucci scoop. <laughs> <Yeah>. Old <laughs> double scoop. Oh, yep. goodness. See? Told you. Everybody has your thing. Kenny, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, buddy. I'm sorry. I don't even know. Got a few different things. Kenny is the night animal. You yeah. know? Sometimes. And, yeah, like at night. I mean, oh, bust he, out at night sometimes. Oh yeah, you you are like the 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 ninja tandem because you pop out of nowhere. No smoke, no nothing. He just shows up, places the heli. Yeah, my, my infamous move is to walk up on somebody that's just taking off or flying, and then just throw in a tandem on them. Hey, just yeah. walk up and set my helicopter down in front of them, like we're tandeming now, and you can't stop me. <laughs> You I can't love stop that. that's going to happen. You know, you're going to fly or you're just going to have to crash or land. I was going to say, where's funny. the consent? <laughs> I was going to say. That's great. That doesn't apply in that situation. <laughs> I don't think that works in this state. <laughs> Florida? Of all states, Florida is probably legal. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Florida, everything goes. Everything uh, goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Lord. can put trans in front of any word you want and it becomes a thing. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say in Florida. 
California, yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I did that with Mike Sobey last year. I walked up in tandem with him, and he's like, after we got done, he's like, dude, he's like, if you would have asked me, I never would have done that. But he's like, after we got done, he's like, that's the most fun I've ever had. <laughs> you don't have to bring some excitement. You're the fun ever. That's your yeah, move. Too. The fun ever. That's great. Yep, 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 yep. So, Kenny, what have you been up to? Uh, so far, just flying my can like every other week or so and testing stuff out that I change on the helis and um, building the Neutron, obviously, mm. lately, past few weeks. I think we might be talking about that tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sounds good. Very cool. You excited for Spring Fling? Yeah, I'm ready to go now. I just kind of got prepared in the past week. I was kind of late dragging my feet getting ready, but I think I'm ready and it should be good. The weather is supposed to be good and everything. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, I'll go real quick because I got nothing either. Um, basically, I also am preparing for Spring Fling. I'm very much so looking forward to it. Um, looks like I'm dragging the camper. Got yes. Some, got mm-hmm. some hoodlums that uh, want a place to crash. And, Me. Uh, you know, Ben, he needs to be tucked in by 930. Mm. <laughs> He's going to kill me. On the queen size. He's going to kill not, me. Not the little one. Yeah. Are you tucking Cholo in too? No. No. Don't you shake your head yes. I'm not tucking he, you in. He will. He'll tuck me in. <laughs> I'll tuck you in, Cholo. I want to come ask you, did you turn You know on how the, I'm going to tuck nightlight? you in? I want to see you tuck me in like when I'm laying in the bottom bunk. Like yeah, you have dude. to reach in there and just... Yeah. The I want to be burrito tight. The only tucking in I'm going to do is I'm going to freaking Dutch oven your ass and run. I was going to say, <laughs> tucking in your balls, That's trans it. nitro. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Glad I'm not staying in that camper. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky. Yeah, I'm glad I got balls. my own camper this time. Okay. <laughs> you're gonna miss it. Yep, he will. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm gonna, gonna wish you were there. Mayhem in your camper. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll bring him over here. here for mine. Yeah, you're gonna because Justin cause... Cook is gonna be in there, so it's gonna be lit. Oh no! So yeah. Poor Justin. Yeah, poor Justin. He has no idea. Mm-mm. He's like, I don't think he understands that when, <laughs> when you stayed with him in, in his dad's camper, it's like people still kind of have manners. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's going to wake up in the night and be like, what the fuck is that on my teeth? <laughs> Damn it, Cholo. I just hope that girl's there so I can explain. Yeah, so this you is can who explain. actually did it. <laughs> Not me. He's going to have a dissertation ready. See, what happens is the way the wind was blowing. I'll pull up the weather, the moon phasing, (laughs) the wind speed and direction, and I'll show a picture of Kevin giggling over there. (laughs) (laughs) No, we should should totally blame Ben at this point. We'll just shift it to Ben. Shift. Okay, let's do that. Ben farted. (laughs) (laughs) It's him. Cholo's like, I've owned it for like a year now. I'm done. I'm over it. Done. Oh, oh shit. That's funny. Well, cool. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, what else? Let's see. Uh, hey, Gooch. Oh, boy. What? I bought something. Uh, mm. What did you buy? I might have bought a new heli. Mm? Better be a nitro. Okay. So, what okay. if it is? Oh, boy. What did you get? Well... I didn't realize that everybody was going to buy one. 
<laughs> I want to return. <laughs> I want to return it now. Put it back in the cellophane and send it back. Ooh, a Synergy N7. Uh, wow. How close are you? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I got Let's a Nitron 90. <laughs> Tron, Tron, Tron. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm stoked, actually. Have I started it? Excellent choice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I have not. So I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. I don't want to hear it. You're done tomorrow, right? R- right. With- but okay. I got to fix the black nitro first. Oh, okay. 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 My so apologies. I have worked on that the past two nights. So Rich hard. Some credit. Rich hard. Rich hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we can yeah. we can get this going at spring fling, dude. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday is it all comes to board. the field in the box. It all comes to the field in the box. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I've been talking to Kenny a lot. Uh, he's been keeping me informed of some of the things that he has found. Okay. And um, maybe we'll get into that in a minute. We should probably cover some of that, Kenny, uh, so people know. And, uh, mm-hmm. but again, I mean, it seems like it's become a very popular machine. seems like I've seen some little posts or alluding posts that other people have it as well. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, I think it's going to do well. Uh, Full disclosure yeah. though, but predominantly a lot of the videos of the Nitron, uh, the Nitron 90 is from outside the United States, right? I think there's yeah. one in the States maybe. Yeah. This flying? Maybe two? Yeah, they just got in the States in the past week. It's only been here about right. six or seven days yeah. for okay. everybody. I received mine, what was it, Kenny? Last Saturday? Okay. It was yeah, that's Saturday. about when I got mine. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, life's gotten busy with, you know, trying to settle in and move and whatever. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I did break out the canopy. I did the obligatory <laughs> fondle the canopy. I put it on my head because that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. No, I did not do that. But anyways, I did fondle the canopy, and it's it's nice. It looks nice. I mean, it's a fiberglass canopy, but at mm-hmm. that price point, I totally get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't need you know a carbon canopy. It just needs to look good. And um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm they stoked. all crash. They all crash the same. Well, they do mm-hmm. in my hands, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'll see how well it cuts through trees. <laughs> yeah, right. I've got shredded all kinds of canopies here. I don't think it even makes much difference. My carbon ones are shredded too once I hit the ground. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Anybody else got anything to add for their week success? Yeah, maybe my week success. Oh, you haven't gone? Holy <laughs> cow! Them off. Oh, my goodness. Oh. I'm terrible. It's short. I'm a terrible it's short. Friend. Go ahead. Okay. So a little bit of flying. Um, which was like two weeks ago, did some more 96 pools, nitro. Okay. I think we've turned a corner. I think we've, uh, we're settling in. The 96 is actually pulling decent. Um, I have flown my nitro 55 too. Did you want to go into it about what you, what you've been doing? Yeah. So, Everybody knows I've been fighting with my 96, and it's the 96 SRX with the OS carburetor. And I was having issues where the tune was not staying consistent. You know, I could get a flight or two, if that, maybe just a flight, where 
I could get the high tuned, but the transitions were really bad from idle all the way up to uh, the the higher banks. Which so, uh, glow plug are you using? I was I've tried eight uh, OS eight. I tried any of threes, any of fours. You know, and it's thirty yeah, percent. I don't know if I can compare much. I'm running the OS eight, and I haven't really. I've got the four and five, and haven't tried them yet on yeah. my ninety six. But the problem was that I could get it running somewhat good, but it wasn't like literally next flight, like five minutes later, it was nothing like the flight before. So it was Mine a very, stays pretty consistent, but it's, um, yeah. it's always seems like rich. I mean, even if I lean yeah. it out, it's the only time it sounds lean is if I'm hitting hold or something coming in for a landing, just like, you know, no S does the same thing kind of pings, but yep. it sounds similar, even if I rich and or lean it a few clicks. Yeah. So that was the thing, right? Where I was like, you know, like mindset, hey, you've run OS for a lot of years. You know, the YS sounds, you know, it gives different indications than an OS. Let's leave it at that, right? So I'm sitting around, I'm, I'm, I op- opened the regulator, nothing. I took the regulator apart, cleaned it back up. I could get one good flight, then something was would happen. So I'm like, well, let's... You know, let's see what, let's change some things, right? So I had a 55 regulated. So I took the regulator. I left the needle settings where I had them, you know, with the old regulator. I just put the regulator for my 55 and the transitions, everything smoothed out. But you are right that the YS seems like it's either rich or it's lean. Right. There's there's no there's not much middle. Yeah, there's not much middle. Yeah. One thing, if you have weird issues, check the back plate that the red, you know, back plate for that covers the pump area Mm -hmm. and push your carb against the plate. Good and retighten it. Just make sure the O-ring is sealed. Good, too. There's not any air seeping in. So I did that. I had a liquid gasket three times. I had it apart three times, making sure that those things were right. Wow. Right. And that was the problem is that how was it possible really one flight be okay and five minutes later not be okay? That just blew my mind. But when I put this other regulator that I knew worked for my 55, it seemed to kind of clear some of those issues out. You know? Yeah, it could be sticking. Some of them regulators I've even over the years when I've had issues, I'll take the OS regulator and actually uh, pry it open a little bit, you know, like pull the adjust the lever so that it opens more if it's leaning on me Mm -hmm. so go ahead i was gonna say that's a good idea open up that i never thought about doing that give it a little bit more fuel like yeah when you look at it it's on a certain angle like from the side you have it opened up it's flush looking but you can actually pull it pry it up a tiny bit and that won't hurt anything it'll just give you more fuel if the arm is actually you know half a millimeter or so higher than it already sets that actually Mm -hmm. opens it up more each time it pumps so you'll just get more fuel. And if you're having too much fuel, you can flex it back down, but you don't want to go too far with it either way. Yeah. I mean, if you open that up, couldn't you take that away by just closing the high end on the needle? It, if it's, yeah, if it's getting yeah. rich, you can adjust it back down and maybe compensate for that. But it's just, that only opens and shuts as the suction comes from the fuel yeah. being pulled in by the piston, you know, so it's going to feed it fuel more, but you just, you'll be able to adjust it than if you were lean before. Yeah. That's kind well, of I could, yeah, like I thought about I've doing with both brands quite a bit. Yeah, 
Um, I thought about doing that, but I'm like, well, let's see if, you know, since I had the other regulator, I'm like, why not try that and see if it changes? And it did. So, so in the meantime, I took that old regulator, not really old, because that regulator and uh, carburetor were brand new out of the plastic when I put it on the 96. I took the regulator that was acting out. I, I think as a, that's all I got is that that was acting out. I put it on the 55 and it's running fine. So, I don't know. It could, you know, like the one thing too is that, you know, it was it is it that different in sounding, right? Of and how it's reacting, the the type of clues it gives me on the tune. It could be too. Yeah, mine's not running. My ninety six on that uh, power tune carb is not running as high open as they say, like some of the guys are saying four or three turns. I'm, I think I'm like at two and a half turns on each needle somewhere in the middle. Like I'm not quite as open as they are. So I could tell you with this latest regulator on a 60 degree day in Ohio, I was at about two and three quarters on the high and about one and three quarters on the mid. That sounds closer to what I'm running. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, still struggling through the transitions, but the high is happy. It's running at 2050. So I did change my ratio to 7.7 and I'm running, uh, and I'm running 2050 on the head. And I could tell you that, that, that stock raw nitro is pulling hard at 2050, man. Nice. You know, you know, so I made that adjustment too, in the meantime, right. Um, just because I wanted to to run more like 2050 and be more, you know, the ratio be supportive of 2050, you know, and I have the motor be at the very top, open, you know, on the power. Here's deck. something I want to throw in there. Like uh, most people just are always asking, like, how do you, you know, take apart? There's videos. Matt Bodos has videos on taking the regulators apart, you know, and cleaning them and stuff. Mm-hmm. The first thing I do if one's stuck at the field, you the first thing you want to do is take in take your fuel line off you can use a two-foot stretch of fuel line if you've got it you know blow pressure into the fuel regular with your mouth and then pull pressure you know back and forth a few times just mimic the motor what it would do in your own mouth you can actually release the stuck needle a lot of times if it's Mm. been sitting for a couple months and you're like oh it won't start that's the first thing you want to do and Mm. then if it doesn't start after that if you have to take it apart just take the needle out you know, you have to take the Allen screw out and everything, take the needle and spin it just on like a paper towel. And if any black rubber comes off of it, usually it's, it's a rubber needle on the tip. And mm-hmm. if the black rubber comes off on a paper towel, usually it's because, you know, it's getting older and the needles losing the rubber pieces because the alcohol is eating it. So just wipe that off and put it back in. And usually it'll work good after that because that needle's actually been stuck to the aluminum inside. Mm-hmm. And the other option, the third option would be adjusting that arm, which is like the last resort kind of thing. If you need to get more fuel yeah. sticking, seems wrong. Because that yeah, needle could have got moved. Well, you got to understand too that, that that preset bend, right, is based, I'm sure, from OS, you know, based on the spring that's in there and everything else, right? And yeah, it, I'm sure they're not all exactly the same tension either. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if OS in their manufacturing, when they're assembling, they test this somehow and all that good stuff. But, you know, like you said, is that that bend or that tension could be just slightly off and therefore is giving you, um, you know, inconsistent regulator, you know, flow. 
Yeah, and that was where the arm adjustment could come into play. But the like, if it's just stuck and it won't start, usually the blowing in it and stuff will help because that pressure from your mouth will push the needle off of the seat and release it, and then the fuel flows in, and it, it seems to work usually. Hmm. So the issue I was having, Kenny, was not that it was it was getting stuck. It was like it's almost like it was flooding the car, right? And when I would try to adjust it with the needles. It wasn't really adjusting. It was either rich or lean. Yeah. I mean, most motors on an OS would be that way. What I would see at that point, even if you could say, oh, it's a brand new motor, a lot of times that comes down to scratches in the sleeve or the ring, honestly. I bet it depends on the motor. If it's brand new, then it's hard to tell what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that's what this This was a brand new build, new ring, new everything. I had good compression. Um, so yeah, it was, it threw me for a loop for about, about yeah, it two, could just be an odd regulator weeks. that wasn't working correctly, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I did the test, like you said, with the, you know, mimicking the pressure, you know, uh, in and out, out of the pin, you know, the flow pin and all of that was shaking out. Um, and it was, in fact, it was, it was running so rough, right? Because it was so rich that it still wound up to 2050. Right. But it just the 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 signal it was giving was it was a lot of vibration. To mm. the point where it's inducing air bubbles into the fuel line. OK, so, uh, check your weights, the counterweights that are on the flywheel on the mm-hmm. crankshaft. Also, I've had to green Loctite those. Sometimes those actually come loose on the flywheel itself. Yeah, I, I that that checked out. I had it, like I said, I literally had okay. that motor and the regulator apart three different times. Yeah, that's odd. Yeah, the other thing, was... I'm running the um, OS carb, I'm running the idle needle all the way to the left, so very rich. So when it idles, you know, it's not lean. I don't know if that would make any difference on your setup yeah. or not. Um, but the only thing that I didn't do is set the needle adjustment. So I usually go rich until it quits, right? I start it back up and then I go until it's starting to die, to choke. And then I lean it back just a touch. That's kind of how I said it. The only thing I didn't do, the only thing I didn't do is do it when it's actually warmed up. Like after I, I had it on the high bank and I, you know, I put in some heat into the motor. That's the, the last thing that I want to play around with on the idle screw. So, yeah, it was it was uh, it was interesting, but I think now it's a lot happier. So it'll be interesting to see um, going down to spring fling, different elevation. Um, it's going to be about the same temperature that I've been messing with with it up here. The only difference is going to be elevation. So if you guys ever seen my weird setup I did on Nitro, I did a video on this on YouTube. Mm-mm. So I took the um, it was on a 55, but this will work on any motor. I took the 61 G setup, you know, with a pressure regulator. Mm-hmm. And instead of running just a check valve on your crankshaft output, you know, to the tank, I mm-hmm. actually put the, the uh, nipple on the exhaust port on the muffler, you know, for mm-hmm. a standard setup with a non-regulated. And I ran another check valve on that line also to the tank so i could actually what it was doing and it seemed to work pretty good it was releasing the pressure as it was building pressure so basically instead of running fuel pressure it was actually releasing what was excess of the tank back into the muffler 
You know mm. what I'm saying? The check valve was opening when the pressure got too high above the seven or eight pounds that the regulator releases at. Mm-hmm. It was letting it back out of the exhaust. So the exhaust actually regulated how much was in the tank. So it wasn't, you know, the tanks get exploding overpressurized a lot of times mm. Yep. to give you a more consistent run. And I only did it for a few, three or four or five tanks just to try it. And it worked fine, but I just removed it just to remove it, you know, but, but it, what it was doing is it kept the tank at a certain pressure and stayed pretty consistent. So I think it would work pretty much on any motor setup. I just didn't continue testing with it. Hmm. That's actually a good idea to yeah. actually not overpressurize the tank. Yeah, the release valve, you know, when your pressure releases, there's enough exhaust pressure pushing back. So you're basically keeping the tank at whatever the exhaust pressure can press back against that valve. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, enough to keep the regulator pulling fuel and everything too without going overboard. Because usually by the end of your flight, a lot of times your fuel pressure changes way by the, you know, by the time you get done flying, you got tons of pressure in the tank versus when you first started, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Those are all good, good, good things to play around with. It's something to but, play with and it really doesn't lean your motor out. Like if you test it, yeah. it just didn't continue with a bunch of motors and just keep doing mm-hmm. it. But I thought it was a pretty cool idea. And that was with a, a non-regulated motor you said? It was um, the regulated 55. Oh, okay. You could probably do the same kind of a setup and it would hold pressure, but it might get too, you know, you'd have to adjust the needle more if it builds mm-hmm. pressure beyond what a non-pressure tank would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's been my flying. Um, other than that, for me, getting ready for spring flying also. So a couple of things going on with that. I had to make the payment to the wife for allowing me to go to spring fling. <laughs> Yep, uh, had to build a 12 by 12 gazebo. Yeah. Um, had to pick up a new uh, outdoor table for the patio to go underneath the gazebo. And almost, I think we're ready at this point to get the furniture for the basement that will be the guest room. So nice. Yep. Get this it ready trip for is me. Very, yep, it's very expensive. But yeah. well mm-hmm. worth it because it's sprinkling. Yep, it's priceless. You paid the mm-hmm. wifey tax. Yep. But this weekend I have to go and get the camper our storage because I am bringing down my camp. So, nice. yep, that's going to be interesting. It'll be the first time getting uh, the camper out of winter storage and dewinterizing it and do, going out making sure that keeping my fingers crossed that everything still works. But it was indoors for the winter, so it shouldn't be too bad nice. the only thing that you know i'm gonna throw it out here for the group you guys i do you guys think i should do indoor storage for the summertime don't isn't your summer only like a couple of weeks up there <laughs> right it's like, it's, like a, it's like a florida winter yeah but yeah. Uh, but but sun is still the sun it still cooks yeah. that top yeah um i mean if it how much more is it to store it inside compared to outside? It's like 20 bucks more a month. Then, oh. yeah, just do it inside do all it. day. You've done it for this long. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like more or less half the year or seven months almost, it's in storage, winter storage anyway. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to decide on that one. Nice. But I might, I might end up doing it because it's the same place that I do it for winter storage. The only bad thing about it is like you got to give them like a day or two advance to get it out if I go on a trip, which I don't think is really that bad. You know, 
Unless you have like an emergency camping trip you have to go on. Yeah, you but probably if that's have the, some time. Yeah, but most of the time, even with that, I think he'll still emergency the person will do trip. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you never know. Yeah, like my <laughs> wife kicks me out, and I got an emergency. Find a place to live. You know, that's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can live in it indoors for a little bit. <laughs> in a barn. <laughs> just, just don't run. If you got exhaust, run it outside. Mm. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. I thought you were inside, so you had heat. That's, mm. Yeah, self-heating for self-heating. a little bit. Yeah, so that's that's about it for me. So okay. I'll leave it at that. All right. All right. Okay, did I forget anybody else? No, but I have a question. Do it. Oh, boy. Do you got to go pee? All right. I, I like that you raised your hand for everybody. <laughs> Just so you know, he raised his hand. Hang I'm on, here. guys. Excuse me. No, so my question is, I forgot to bring this up. I was flying my Puma the day I brought my uh, 580 to the field because they're both 8S, so I'm messing around with the Puma. Anybody here cracked the code on how to get rid of the death wobble because the death wobble was death of that thing. It wobbled so hard right before it landed, it boom struck. We had that on the 580 Nitro or the tr- the, the raw Nitro. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I was just wondering if anybody's cracked the code. I'm like, I just rebuild the head. You try different dampeners? Yeah, the damp. That's. I want to try different dampeners, but I've been flying it kind of harder, so I don't really want to mm. like put softer dampeners in it. But I'm thinking soft, softer dampeners is going to be the answer. Well, do the soft ones on the inside and the hard ones on the outside. Yeah, play with gains and dampeners. I played with gains already, and gains didn't help at all. Define flying it hard. Uh, 1800 and pretty much smacking it just like anything else. You know, honestly, I feel like the SAB models, like because of the lower skid frame being stepped at a different width, needs like a crisscross panel or a plate, you know, on the back, kind of like the Krakens had, which mm-hmm. may help in some of that. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, make like a brace. Like doesn't transfer the vibration. Yeah. Yeah, it'll make this frame a little more solid left to right. What blades are you using? I'm using SCB 690s. They're like the original ones. Mmm. But it's not blades because I've tried the the, uh, S-series and I tried the Revos on it and it still has the death wobble. Do you run your blades super tight? or Loose like yours. That's why I boom struck. Yeah, because mine are super loose and that seemed to help. Yeah, yours is like a crosswind hits them and they fold apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. Yeah, that's how mine is too. I literally was like, I'm like, this is why I boom struck. I'm like, because any other heli, if it did, if it did the death wobble, the blades are tight enough that it wouldn't they wouldn't come out of position. Mm-hmm. But on that, it's right. It's got to hit like it must hit like a hundred, like in the hundreds. It's not in the thousands anymore, and it gets it. What was the fix There's, on the uh, the raw nitro for that? I forget. Mine was, it was just the head damp with it because they were hard at first. So you went the inside softer, outside hard, and it went away. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to end up having to do. Hmm. I mean, the, there was rumor on the street too is that third bearing block. Are you I mean, I know some bearing? people. I got to mm-hmm. take it off. Yeah. See, yep. well, I never took it off. I would just leave everything loose down there and then spin and rotate it like four or five times and then tighten everything up. Yeah. That helped out my nitro a lot. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. Let, Let me, me you should... quit flying it so damn hard. Yep. I honestly was surprised I was taking it. Not gonna lie. So you were <laughs> flying it hard. Yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah. I mean, I you know, this is just purely my opinion. There might be somebody who disagrees. Maybe it's because they have better collective management than I do, but it it just wasn't a helicopter that I could just beat the shit out of. And if I beat beat the shit out of it, it would cause me problems. It's fine while getting the shit beaten out of it. It's after. Yeah, but you're it's wear and tear. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's like cuz when it was it's still low head speed. It's just I decided to take the third one, crank it up, and change the gains. Yeah. Try when it. it's low, when it's low head speed, it's fine. Like right. there's no issues. And then high, it's fine too. It's right when I come back to low, that thing is like it's got to wobble. And then the minute I go to land, right, right before the skids touch, and you get that like real low head speed, it just shakes itself like that. Yeah. Just don't let it get to that low head speed and land. And I know. It's like I was like literally pancaking it when I was at the field. I was like, wham. <laughs> Has this one been crashed? It was. Mine. It was Kevin's. Yes. Yeah, so it was Kevin's. Yes. Does he have a new swash plate? Yes, this one has a new swash plate. Because we we had an issue, same thing. It had like a you know uh, lower frame wobble, uh, shake, and we tried everything with the exception of putting a new swash plate, and the swash plate was just the one. It was crashed so slightly out and it only showed at certain rpm predominantly that's weird yeah with the one the raw nitro we had it was only on landing like when you were cutting throttle hold just to sit down like 600 rpm or something yeah Mm -hmm. it's super low yeah it's got to be like 600 because at 900 i've flown that one around at 900 fine it's like right it gets like there's like a head speed that it gets to and it's just like checking out on you yeah Mm -hmm. I'll throw this in there now. The Tron has no head wobble. I mean, it's very light heli, but at this, when you're landing or taking off, you know, the tail boom will do a, a flex just because there's no boom supports when you first take off. But otherwise, it's smooth oh. as butter. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, it was, we kind of knew about this. That, you know, they keep saying, oh, it's, you know, super lightweight. They they have a drawback, you know. They yeah, all these helis are like that. You got to watch because you're the more weight you lose, the more fatigue and problems you can encounter because it's not as solid of a heli, you know. That you're losing mm-hmm. that mass. Mm-hmm. You hit the ground more damage as possible and everything else from the loss of yeah parts and thickness everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's honestly my biggest fear with that heli is touching the ground. I'm so scared. I'm dreading the day that thing crashes. Any other heli perfectly fine with crashing. Now I want I'm like, oh God, please don't ever crash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's mainly because Kevin's giving me so many horror stories of working on it. I'm like, I don't even want to work on this thing. <laughs> the OG, I had the OG green goblins and those things, man, they explode when they hit the ground. You know, they're just there wasn't a lot of strength in the old kits. They were nice. They flew awesome though. Right, yeah. They weren't designed to crash, like they were a, designed to fly. Was, yeah, they yeah, most things, if you judge like it by crashing, you, you're in the wrong business, you know. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, wait, what? What? With helicopters, you have to learn to just walk away and say, yep, I'll, I'll try better next time. You know, it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crashing's pretty important, though. 
Yeah, I mean, it's nice when it's you see a big save name parts. of the game. Like if you can, a lot of times it comes down to how you crash. Like, if you can at least level it out, you've saved like half your parts, you know? Yeah. If you can't nosedive and break your canopy and all that stuff, if you can just flatten it with the skids, you save half of your stuff instantly. And if you're lucky you're enough. So you, fly a, you say that until you fly a bougie heli. <laughs> and you fly a bougie <laughs> heli, don't matter how you hit, that thing's like totaled. Hmm. <laughs> fly it F3C style. Mm-hmm. Those are the worst <laughs> crashes. Like a part of you dies inside. Like <laughs> your wallet dies, you die. Everything's not having a good day when you crash an F3C heli. You oh. put baby in the corner for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching <laughs> one of those crash, like a single tear rolls down. It is a timeout. God. I don't want to talk about it. It's making me sad now thinking about it. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you guys about are bringing it. the mood down. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, cool. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah, it was a spectacular crash. boom strike. Nice. Well, bring it to spring, spring fling. We'll, we'll figure it out. If not, we could do an infinity tail it. slide with it. Yep. Nailed it. Yep. <laughs> we ain't going to get it, though. No, we'll just leave it right there. We'll just long dart it. Leave. Actually, I need the Neo. We'll take the Neo off. <laughs> <and we'll back. laughs> yeah. That would be a nice uh, business model. You. You sell them to somebody and then they return it back to you and it's fully built. They're like, oh, awesome. I can just resell this as a fully built heli. <laughs> That's awesome. Never been crashed. Oh, shoot. This is why Two I can't sell anything. Talk about all my crashes on this show. All you got to do is come to the show and hear all the crashes. For sale. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris is selling some. Never been buy crashed. It. It's never been crashed. Only <laughs> flown five times. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I've sold helis on the uh the uh groups or whatever, it's probably that one guy that doesn't listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I got over four. Yeah. Well cool. You guys ready to move on? Yeah. Let's do it. Chris, what's next? What's poppin'? Sorry, Todd. Mm. We're back. Yep. It's We're coming back. back. Yep. Yeah, no I more mean, Todd's hopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was hopping mad. Oh, yeah. he was. Was he mad? He's gonna rage quit. You're gonna have to teach the class just you and yeah. Simone. It's fine. He probably lost interest, anyways. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. What's popping? We got man. It's been light, but we we pulled some stuff out of the you know the depths of Facebook and or the internet. So I'll start with the stuff that I know, which is we saw the news on the shipment of uh, the V controls, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Return Daily. to sender. Return to sender. So there was an issue with the nomenclature, I guess, of the shipment leave in Germany, and it got sent right back to Germany. Yep. Mm-hmm. So slight delay. Uh, Brian, you know, no, made his notifications, you know, he's, uh, I mean, I feel bad for the United States, right? Uh, customers because, you know, the everywhere else, but the States have been out and about for what, about a month and a half now, two months, I was say almost two it's months, been yeah. two months, mm-hmm. but it's not Brian's or Mikado USA's fault is something happened, right? Shipment as always. I feel like we've been talking about shipping issues now for how long? Three for the years. Past two years. Forever. Yeah. 
Yep. Well, the, the good thing is, is that everyone else in the world tested it for us. So anything <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, wrong, we're getting the good, we're, we're getting, getting the good, the good stuff. Now. Yeah. We're getting the no issues. Can't squeeze it too hard. Oh, you yeah, get the, the, you got the 12 inch sub on there now. Like that yeah, speaker that boom, is boom. legit. Yeah. The boom, boom, the boom box. It's, ra- it's lowered or raised and it's got the big speaker. Mm-hmm. So, yep. That's, uh, that's popping. Uh, not a, a good popping, but it is popping. That's more um, like Todd's hopping. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing we had and we talked about, and we thought it was the Theta program box for the servos. It's actually selling. It's available, you know, to the major dealers that sell Theta. Um, so is this thing wireless or wired? It's wired. It's wired. wired. It is wired. Okay, so you do you plug it individually to the servo with a power supply? You can so plug this, it in line with the Neo. Yeah. So or like you, whatever fly bus. Okay. So what so you, what, the... Yeah. So what you could do is you have the box, you plug your servo into the box, and then there's a lead that you go from the, from the box to the servo channel where the servo you pulled out the lead from. Right. And then you could actually yeah. enter into the servo and you can adjust it. And the actual signal from the Neo goes through the box to the servo okay yeah, so, you so you can, can actually move it and tune it at the same time mm-hmm. yes yes and last time when i used the box um before it was released i didn't do that and i'm like well this is kind of pointless but what i didn't know is that yes you could plug it through the neo into the channel where the servo you had just unplugged from and you could actually have live centering Yeah, it's nice for setup. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just shy of fifty dollars a a box. So wow. get yours today. You know, from BK Hobbies, uh, Heli Direct, A Main. A Main carries them too, right? Uh, A Main does carry Theta. Yeah, I believe they would be carrying these also. They're not in there now, I don't believe, because they're not out yet. But they should be. Yep. yep. So Dude, any of the dealers. BK Hobbies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just code CD10 for 10% off. It's not. <laughs> C, C squared. C, C squared. squared. Oh, if you use C squared, you get 20% off. Yep. Double oh, down. Lord. Your diamond, uh, diamante discount. Burt yeah, right the now. Chris is uh, going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Burt Chris right is going to get a, fuck! Fuck I need a long email. Yeah. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> You're you fired. just congratulations! You owe me fifty dollars for five boxes that we sold with C squared. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then the last one that we have for what's popping is there's a steel clutch to the TN seventy. No, Who's- no, no! I was implying. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was implying that we have more specs on the TN seventy. Of course, there was more pictures and things like that, but. It seems like okay. we're continuing to use the steel clutch. Why? Well, because they got rid of the gearbox in the middle, so it's not going to melt down anymore. Is that what it is? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm making it up yeah, right now. Yeah. Shooting at the hip. Yeah. Just like this. It, they took a couple shit. gears out. But, like, mm. what is it? Their, like, you know, big kahuna freaking combo comes with a 105. Yeah. Uh, an aligned yeah. pipe from, like, 1982. Mm-hmm. And um, full servo. <laughs> no, yeah, I think no they just etched like 105 <laughs> on the side. Like now you have 105 pipe. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. painted it black, Cerakote. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. I'm just gonna get for the black pipe. 
Thanks, Chris. The 90 pipe would be fine if it was just like a half inch longer, like bigger chamber. It would be fine. Better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, a, that's a pretty good deal for 2000 It really is. I, yeah. yeah. So it's 1999. Yeah, 1999. Yeah, it is hard for people to pass up because wow. it's, you get a lot of stuff yeah. for that brace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's people in the nitro. Yeah. And I mean, it might bring new people into nitro that never did because you get so much stuff, you don't have to sit there and piece it together. You know, mm-hmm. you get everything in one kit. Minus mm-hmm. your receiver. Yeah. I can't believe it's only 2000. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that line doing the line thing. That's right. right. They they got a big wallet, so they're able to absorb. Mr. A. Shout mm-hmm. out to Line for keeping people in the Nitro line. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, even like with the electric, yeah, you, right? It comes with the motor. I mean, the, the yeah. electric motor. I mean, holy crap. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. a big deal. It's like the DJI of helicopters. You know, it's the lines align. Mm-hmm. You, you get what you get, but you, it gets people into the hobby too, which is a good thing. As yeah. much mm-hmm. as we bash them, I've actually never had like a bad experience with a line. <laughs> like never once no. I've been like, oh, these helis are garbage. Actually, at least their servos bad. are getting better. Like the old blue DS, whatever the 650s and stuff were a little worse. Yeah, six ten. Yeah, <laughs> they're better but, than they were by far. Yeah, I but agree. Kevin, how many years did we run those? all ds6 stents see that's the thing man like yes they ended up becoming very sloppy but dude you could throw three four hundred flights thousand flights on those things and they, they would keep, keep going, going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know mm-hmm. so. the the i think they're made by who is that that makes those the the gears Savox. can strip if you hit yeah savox does if you hit the ground the gears will break but it's not a big deal. You can just replace them and keep mm-hmm. you the servos keep keep going. I mm-hmm. mean, you can replace those servos. Probably they'll pay you money to replace the servo gears. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, so that's that's to me like from a budget standpoint, a line is a line. Mm-hmm. You know, and to be honest, like even if you go like, man, I'm not going to build the kit. The cost of everything that you get with it, and you could just literally just buy it for everything but the kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, so pretty, pretty cool. But that's all we have for what's popping. Kind of all light, right. uh, light, light week. Okay. And I think the, the nitro one's a little bit better option than the electric, really, because you know, it's just a whole better combo, basically. Well, what they're doing yeah. is they 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 align absorb is absorbing a little bit of the the MSRP cost that a customer would get would pay on a one hundred five. Or a pipe. Yeah, having to get the motor separate is a big mm-hmm. deal. And then pipe itself, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's kind of where electric, it's at. The electric only comes with the motor? No. So you could get a full-out combo with 130 amp ESC with servos, motor, and a Beast X for like 1500 bucks. Yeah, I was, pli- I was implying that the base kit... The the kit itself mm. comes with blades and the motor for like mm-hmm. nine base one. nine fifty. Yeah, whatever it yep. is. You know, I mean that's that's incredible. Yeah, I guess the top combo has the ESC also the aligned version of the hobby wing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So budget wise is very friendly. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Even if you don't plan to fly the kit, I think it's worth to consider right just for everything that you get other than the kit right mm-hmm. yep. all right that's that's that's, that's it, it. Mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. well 
Let's take a short break and we will be right back. Hey everyone, just wanted to offer a great place to shop that I've been shopping at for years. AnythingHeli.com Anything Heli is owned and operated by Dave Mullen based out of Wisconsin. Anything Heli started in 2010 selling RC helicopters and accessories, and he does it because of his love and passion for RC helis. Dave strives to be unique in that he puts customer service first and provides each customer with knowledge or products, quick email replies, and fast shipping. I can tell you firsthand that AnythingHeli.com far exceeds some of the competitors in the industry. Dave carries Oxy, OMP, SAB, Gowie, and all associated parts. He also carries industry-leading blades, electronics, and accessories needed to keep your heli flying. If you haven't checked out Anything Heli, you should at AnythingHeli.com. Welcome back, everybody. We have a very special guest, as you may know. It's Kenny Hutton. Super excited to have oh, you here, sweet. sir. Thank you very much for coming. Mm-hmm. And Thanks uh, for inviting yeah, me. Absolutely. So uh, what do you guys think about doing a little get to know, since it's uh, Kenny's first time being on a podcast? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're um, getting some juicy stuff. Oh, boy. Some controversial stuff. Juicy. Start off with the easy stuff, then get into into the hard stuff, as you guys like to say. Hard. 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 We'll go hard. So, so starting with the easy stuff, Kenny, where do you live? I live, what you would say is Cincinnati. I live east of Cincinnati, which is Batavia, Ohio, about 30 minutes east. So, if you're looking on a map, similar. Is it Cincinnati or Cincinnati? <laughs> yeah. call it that. Yeah. I don't really go in the city much. I just, our area is like suburbs kind of area east of Cincinnati. So we have fields and places to fly and things to do versus the city where there's nothing and cramped and fields and stadiums. Mm-hmm. Now, are you born and raised there or transplant? Yeah, raised here, born here. I mean, traveled many places, but grew up here, basically. I mean, it's been home. I enjoy places like traveling to Florida and things like that, but this has been the home for me. Sweet. So, what do you do? Absolutely nothing to do with helicopters. I build cabinets, which is weird. I have a cabinet shop company. Me and my dad run it right now. And it's mostly just, you know, building commercial and residential and restaurant and all kinds of different cabinets for places and countertops and things like that. And I did different things over the years where, you know, building retaining walls and hardwood flooring and all kinds of different jobs. But ended up here, bought it off of one of my friends years ago and just been doing it ever since. Nice. I got a question. Do you know how to do ceilings? <laughs> ceilings ceiling I guy. do but yeah I've watched enough guys do ceilings yeah you use like tools to raise the panels and install like for drywall and stuff All right. too much to. work no need no I have need. to work with some of the guys DMOT he's trying to line well, up some work yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's like come my way on his ceilings so buy you a healthy or something he'll be a repeat customer right 
So it's it sounds like through four through the ceiling. <laughs> yes. So it sounds like uh, you had quite a few careers in your time, huh? Yeah, different jobs and different jobs just were like the money part of it. But most of the time, you know, my off time ends up being the hobby, like flying helis and building stuff. It's takes your mind off of it, you know. I mean, you, you guys are the same way, I'm sure. You, you do your work just to make the money, and then the off mm-hmm. time is to build, you know, with your hobbies and have fun and take a break, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think he's mm-hmm. going somewhere with this. You had a pretty interesting career a while back. What was it? Yeah, I used to race motocross. Like, I did arena cross and um, outdoors All also. I did, like... Started out like a B class, went to A class, professional motocross. Like it wasn't a big money making thing. You could make some profit here and there, but it was more danger than it was actually, you know, profit. You know, it's fun to do, but at the same time, you have to balance that with life because it becomes to where it's too much. You know, you're always constantly washing gear, loading stuff, taking stuff to the field. You know, it takes up three or four days of your week. So, you end up passing it off as a part-time hobby, you know, instead. Right. Well, speaking of hobbies, what other hobbies do you have? That's a long list. Hmm. Oh, you're one of those. (laughs) We got all night, buddy. Oh, Oh, God. Do you want to start at the beginning? I mean, you know, throw in what you think is necessary. Everybody did this. Like, you started out when you were young. You have, like, a Tyco car or something you know yeah. you're five oh. or six or like this is awesome i had the, the rc hobby you know since i was little you just like grab an rc car and you're like this is awesome i don't have to do this with my hands i can guide it on my own you know this is what you do so i started out doing that with different stuff and it just grew over time and then eventually when i was middle teens i was like oh, i'm gonna get an rc 10 gt this is awesome oh. put that kit together you know you start driving the car have fun racing I did that for a while, took a break from it. I did some BMX stuff. I was playing around and then came back to the hobby, started racing RC cars, um, moved up, like did eight scale, eventually entered the quote, a main class. You know, I was racing the pro class of a main, you know, buggies, eight scale nitro and eight scale electric and stuff like that. And doing pretty good. And then I kind of just got to a point. I was like, I don't know, you know, there's a lot of, egos that go with rc cars you know mm-hmm. it's not like sure. the other hobbies and i didn't know how rc planes or helicopters were so i went from driving rc cars to just i'm not going to fly with a helicopter i just decided one day it's like i want to try this so i got like a cheap one decided to fly it and i'm like this is you know i can do this i figured it out with a little tiny i bought like a cheap one just to try it out little 200 dollars, whatever you know and figured it out and after that, it was over. You know, I started buying kits and building them. The first one I actually got wasn't a kit. It was a um, Raptor 50 Titan. I got a used Titan off of uh, Craigslist back in the day. And then I was like, this is this is it. I can do this. You know, and I watched stuff on Hel- you know, Helifreak was the thing to go in the back of the day. If you guys, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you used Helifreak. So I started using that and I started reading stuff. And the first flight was awesome. I took it off, did some flips. And I was like, this is what I want to do. This is entertaining you know well i flew planes for a little while and got bored with that i did that for three or four years while i was kind of tinkering with learning how to do helis too at the same time 
And eventually I just kind of transitioned over, you know, after I was doing like tail dragger stuff with smoke on with my airplanes, like 50, yeah. you know, 50 CC, 100 CC, per, you know, 35 percenters. I'm like, this is getting old. Like I need something new to do. So you get into helicopters and it's a whole different ball game. You know, you got so much you can do with your mind. You can flip upside down and everything's backwards and everything's inverted also. So I started doing that and I'm like, you can use your mind a lot more. You know, your mind needs something to do, you know, and helicopters puts a lot of that into it. You know, you can actually expand your mind just flying helicopters. If you guys agree, I don't know. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's it's yeah. It's like always growing. It's you're learning. You look at yeah, you look at an orientation, you're like, how do I do that? And you you sit there forever trying to figure it out, and you're like, oh, man, I can finally get this. It might take you hours in the simulator, and you figure it out, and you're like, this is awesome. So that's what I did. I started flying helicopters, and I got, you know, first few flights on the Raptor. I'm like, this is awesome. I can do flips. I can do whatever. You know, you have your crashes and stuff, and I got better and better and started flying. And I'm not, like, you know, high-end flying style, but I got good enough to where I know what I'm doing. And eventually, I started flying at some fields, two or three different fields, and I flew with a couple guys, and I got, you know, picked up by um, TSA models. And I was flying with a few guys on TSA models and doing whatever, you know, flying different events. And I started traveling after a few years to two more, you know, different events each year, just two or three here and there, starting out, and it expanded, and I started traveling to more events because it was it's fun time, you know, just hanging out with everybody and showing them what to do and helping people out. You know, that's the whole thing in the hobby is mm-hmm. if somebody's new, you want to show them what to do, help them out. Yeah. Right. So after I started doing that and, um, started doing more stuff, the guy that got me into TSA models was kind of getting out of the hobby. And he raised our community. He's like, Hey, I know a guy from a main blah, blah, blah. You know, we talked everything talked to him for a while about what my history was and you know the the pro the thing with me is i'm not like when you come to me for questions it's like an encyclopedia you know i've i started out when i like back in the day i was driving cars at first you know learned a lot about them then i transferred to boats for four or five years so i learned everything about boats propellers and you know everything you can think about the flex shafts blah 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 and then i transferred to airplanes so i learned from small to big on airplanes with, you know, small to like 35 percenters, big airplanes. I'm building stuff with like split servos and, you know, the whole, you know, regulators balancing board and everything to support everything. So I got to that point and I'm like, you know, I'm, they were calling me at my field, MacGyver, honestly, like just because this is something, you know, if you want to go back to the past, I'm a person who can take apart you know, like an air, an engine, a car engine, lawnmower, it doesn't matter what it is, totally rebuild it, fix it, whatever, find the problem. I'm always been since I was younger geared toward, towards finding what's the issue. How do we fix this? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that, like that repair it, make it work correctly. Yes. I have that. Like if you have a problem, like Daniel's problem with the carburetor, you have a problem. I'm the guy to like, look at it and say, what is going on with this? I'm going to fix it. That's how I do. So from the past, I've learned from helicopters, airplanes, boats, everything. You know, I was doing up to 35 percenters of smoke on them, everything like that. Got bored with that. Switched to helicopters, learned how to fly. After that, you know, I flew for three or four years, ended up on TSA. 
and then switched eventually to May main, which is where I'm at now. I've been for probably seven, eight years now, close. And it's it's not the oh he can fly like Kyle Stacy. It's not that. It's you come to me and I'm gonna know the answer to your problem. You know what I mean? That's what I do. It's like you have a carburetor problem, you have a my tail's wagging, my head's bobbling, that kind of stuff. I've experienced so many years of experience. That's what I'm coming to you with. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. It's not yeah. it's not just, oh, I can do this, do that. I like flying and I try as hard as I can to practice and do this or that, but it's more or less I'm the here to help. Of, the fixing and helping of a part is more like you're part of the hobby you like a lot. Yeah, I'm here to I'm here to help you with what you have problems with so you can get what you need to do what you want to do. Like on the flight line, if you want to learn how to do this, do that. You know, I'm going to help you with this servo, this motor, this setup, whatever. You know, if you don't want to fly hard, you can do this, you know, ADM, whatever it is. It's to help you out. I'm, that's how I've been for years. I mean, you guys don't know me that well, but that's what I've learned for years. I've got 15 years of everything, like five years of each model type. Yeah. Airplanes, yeah. boats, planes, you name it. Quads. I even did quad racing indoors on video, oh. like that kind of stuff, oh, flying wow. through gates and everything. I've done a bunch of different hobbies and I've learned a bunch of different things for setups and I can take that experience and put it into the helicopter experience. The same thing I've learned from that. Sure. So, so with all these like flying of as long as you've been flying all helis and stuff like that, which do you prefer nitro or electric? That is a loaded question. Um, Nitro for me is more fun because you're not actually pressed with like the instant pitch you have you know with nitro you have a more flowing pitch it's not as it's aggressive transition. yeah 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 that makes it more relaxing but with electric you when you want to fly hard there you go you know that's your thing you can fly mm-hmm. hard you can do tiktoks really hard so i kind of like both like you get your heart racing with electric but at the same time nitro is a more relaxing if you have a day when you're like i don't really want to you know, you just have that day. Like, I don't really fly that hard. So you just take the nitro, you fly real soft, you have your nitro day. You know, it's, there's a lot of days I have like that where I just want to fly nitro and I don't want to fly really hard. I just want to take kick back and just have fun, you know? Yeah. I think you mentioned something about uh, being on, uh, was it a main? You're on the a main team. Yeah. It's been about eight years since I switched from TSA. Like the guy that I was with kind of quit flying and he recommended this to me, so I talked to them, and I ended up on their team. And it started out as a lower position, and I kind of moved up over the years. But it's all about helping people, you know. Yeah. A main sells everything, so it's not about I want to sell you this model. I want to push this product, you know. Like a certain everybody has their brand, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. I shop everywhere. You know, it doesn't matter. You can buy A main, BK Hobbies, Heli Direct. It doesn't matter. It's not about the brand. You just have to keep everybody going. Buy what you need. If one place doesn't have something in stock, buy it from another. I agree. But Mm -hmm. in the end, it's about keeping everybody in business. Buy what you need and fly what you need. And it just started out years ago. Well, I was going to say with, you know, A-Main being such a large store, I mean, they carry everything. And, you know, obviously you being with them. Um, but is there other teams that you're affiliated with? Are you sponsored by any other teams? 
Not really. I was associated. I used to build power supplies for Buddy RC, and that was just kind of like a side job type of oh, thing. I okay. built 12, 36, 24, like every volt power supply, you know, like the Dell type power supplies. I was building mm-hmm. those for people's, you know, charging boxes and everything cases. But it's mainly been, you know, from TSA to A main. And I, you know, I did other stuff before the airplanes, but it wasn't the same. Um, a mains allowed a lot of opportunities where I can fly their stuff and buy their stuff. So I can fly goblins and, you know, Tron, the everything you can think of, all the different brands. You know, I fly everything that they sell. And so I let me ask you. Th- years. So let me ask you this because obviously A main sells anything and everything, right? What's your favorite size of helicopter? size is another loaded question um it depends on where you're flying at too like the 700's great if you're in a big open field but lately i mean backyard and anywhere else the the raw 420's been great to go to you know yeah. it's a great size heli and holds up well it's really solid flies really great so i use the raw 420 in the flaw the small scenarios and if it's a big field it's the 700 size you know so if if the location, there's no restrictions, not like you're flying in a small field. If you had an open field and you have all your different sizes, you gravitate to 700? It would probably be a 700 just because of the reaction time. You know, mm-hmm. on 420, small size, you're, you're constantly reacting. I do gravitate towards the larger sizes because it's... You know, people like first start flying, they fly a small helicopter like, oh, this is crazy. Well, that's because you're flying a small helicopter and they bought it because it was cheaper and smaller. But if you fly a larger helicopter, it's easier to fly, which is hard to describe to somebody who just started. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, it's less stressful because it's large and it flies smoother. You know, it's not as reactive as a small helicopter. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, so speaking of fun, larger helicopters, there's something new out there, and it's something new that you just recently got, and uh, that's the Nitron 90. So why don't you go into a little bit about what your build experience was with that? The Nitron 90 was, um, at first, I mean, it was a decent, I went through two-thirds of the build and had zero issues, you know, I've built probably 50 kits at this point or more of helicopters alone. And at first I was like, this is, you know, I've built three Trons before. So I was like, this is a simple standard build. Well, we get to the, um, the point of the throttle and tail servo on the front frame sides. And I built it as the manual States and it ended up backwards. When I got done with the model, the throttle and tail were reversed like the it wasn't that they were on the wrong size but they were on the wrong dimension like the throttle was too low and the tail was too high like it was opposite so i had to swap them around eventually i had to put the tail and throttle frame sides opposite of what the manual says if you look in the last few pages of the manual and they i think this is not it's not a model building problem because the first few models that they had, the manuals were perfect. This model, maybe the manual just got rushed in the last minute of the build. Probably. They were opposites. So what happened is the tail was too high. 
were too low and the throttle was too high. So it was opposite. Like the, the tail servo was like 40 millimeters short of reaching its arm. Right. Right. And I was like, okay, this is a problem. So I swapped them around and it works perfect. And they just drew the like three or four pages in the middle reverse by accident. It's a simple mistake. It wasn't like the model's wrong. It's just the mod, the manual itself was drawn wrong. And a few guys that got the first models that didn't have manuals had no issues. They just kind of like looked at it and eyeballed it and put it together. But I followed the manual thinking this is correct. And it just ended up backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just so FYI too. Uh, they, they released the new manual today with the, the uh, corrections. Yeah. I talked with Joaquin and I told him, I said, look, the, these are backwards. You know, he didn't notice it. I said, these are reversed. I put it together because what happened is the first five or six U S models, the pilots that got the models, Put them together just by looking at them. They didn't have the manual. The manual came out later. And I said, you know what, Joaquim, I said, I'm glad you got this model out quicker because if you would have waited, people would still be sitting here going, where's my model? Everybody wants it now. And the guys that want it now are going to take their time and they're going to figure out what's wrong and just fix it on their own. You know, that's yeah. not a problem. But you need to fix this for everybody else. So he swapped. They redrew the models in the, in the thing in the manual to correct the orientation of the rudder and tail servo to whether the right height, basically just the frame size were swapped. So you just take them off, swap the frame size. But if you look at the last few pages, like I stated on Facebook, you can assemble the model correctly and the tail servo will reach its 212 or 15 millimeters and the throttle servo will reach its 60 millimeters and it'll be perfect. And that was the only issue that was in the manual itself. Another thing that popped up, was the height of, and this is just because not a lot of people have YS motors. The YS motor sets a different height than the OS motor, just a tiny bit. So the YS motor is setting a millimeter or a little higher than that on an OS motor. And you have to take a little bit off of your washer. They didn't provide, they have another, there's a third mount that comes with the model kit. And that's to put on your left side where the pump is for the YS carburetor. And that is only to take up the space of where the hoses go and everything, just to give you room for those. Hmm. But it doesn't change the altitude of the motor, which is what I was looking at. I was measuring with micrometer. So it ended up being that the motor was setting a tad too high on a YS, and it was making the fan push against the shroud. So what you had to do is either put a thin washer, which is an odd three-eight size. It's not metric, so you can't use a main shaft. That's the first thing you're thinking is I can just put a main shaft thin washer in there. You can't because it's different size, and you're going to have it oscillating and causing vibration, even if it's tiny. So if you want it symmetrical, I just took the three-eighths washer, and I shaved it down on a grinder to half of its diameter I just, or thickness. I put you know, 0.5 versus a millimeter thick washer on the motor and then put the fan hub on and mount it and it doesn't touch the fan. This is stuff that never happened on the first, like the 700 or the 5.8 or any other models. It was just something that was nitro related, you know, the, the few yeah. things that were just something odd they didn't catch in the manual. But the well, helicopter I, itself yeah, is a I very think nice you're thing. right, though. I think that it was, it was probably rushed because they were trying to make rotor live. and. You know, I don't know that it yeah. was really had been tested with the YS. I think they were all running 105s over there. And because uh, a lot of those videos I've seen, it's the 105. 
and you know then yeah you know, there's the not a lot of people running my ass because they're harder to get a hold of yeah yeah sure sure so um so how was the overall quality of parts like the machining the material quality and all that? i mean you you know like you know synergy synergy <laughs> but it's not you can say synergy all day these guys have drawn stuff different obviously from the ground up the, the head head's different the gears are different you know a lot of stuff's different there's a few parts that are molded that stay the same in a, in a sense i'm not either way on these models but you know i'm not against it i'm friends with matt doesn't matter these models are just great models as a model you know the the, mm-hmm. the kit itself is a good build the balls are really solid stainless balls you know there's nothing weird you're going to run into the kit the bearings are you, know, you have to green loctite some which is you know is questionable with some kits you have to look at it and say do i need to green loctite this you need to really push on the bearing and see if it's coming out of the kit or is it solid is it already been loctited things like that but the kit itself is very solid it's very perfect fit like i put the motor in there i put the shim that they require it's like a half a millimeter shim behind the motor everything lines up like you can spin the clutch bell it spins like a top the gears are tight you know just a tiny bit of lash which is perfect i don't see any issue with this i've got only four flights on it but at the same time it fits perfect like there's nothing that that tells me this is going to be a problem yeah so Mm -hmm. speaking of that you know um Obviously, I have one here, too, and I'm going to start the process uh, this weekend. But, you know, one of the things uh, that we wanted to discuss, of course, was the the head on this model. It is a 10 mil shaft and it is a 10 mil spindle. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. I was actually I kept crossing my fingers like hoping maybe they're going to make a 12. Like maybe it's going to be a full 1200 tail and shaft. They're trying to save weight, I guess. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. they may, maybe, you never know. Maybe they'll release like an HD high, right? You know, well, a solid version with bigger parts. But this right. is a ten and a six, whatever the tail is. Right. It's smaller, but the Tron tail is probably beefier than most of the tails that I've seen, honestly. Yeah. Well, like the like head though. The head also. The the head block is more or less a six hundred head block, but. The blade grips, just like the raw nitro, you know, the the raw nitro obviously has the 580 head block, but the blade grips are enlarged. They're much larger. It's not the same as the 580 raw or the Kraken, you know, 580. Those blade grips are are much different. They're a lot more beefy, and of course, they will hold 700 blades, right? So same with the Tron or the Nitron 90. uh, Same deal. Is it's a it's a 600 head or 550 head but it has the enlarged blade grips. Is that correct? Yes, it, it is correct, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount it at that. I mean, as I said, I'm not dis, I'm not brand specific, but after flying this and building this, the head is quite beefy. Like they've actually, you know, made the grips pretty thick for a 700 blade, same bolt you'd use on a 700 blade. Um, the actual, you know, you have two rubber grommets, like the rubber O-rings for your dampeners, but you also have a Delrin outer, like five or five millimeter thick Delrin outer, like for your, to make it more like a sport to 3D style head. Mm-hmm. So it's fairly solid. It doesn't have any wobble. Like I said, when you take it off, 
I had four or five flights on it. So when you take it off, you will take off. The head is solid as can be. The tail is solid as can be, but you will have a little up and down vibes on the tail just because of the motor spooling up. But the whole helicopter is so solid. It is surprising for the amount of weight they've saved that it actually performs like it does. Yeah. That's crazy. It's it's just it's just a new basis of design for these lighter nitro seven hundred helicopters that I find interesting. Cause I was even trying it to It is, yes. You know, I was even trying because you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, lighter sometimes gives up. There's always a cost to building something light. There is a like right. I had two Glogos at one time. The Glogo is an awesome helicopter, but the plastic gray blade grips kind of yeah sell it out to where you need metal you know you need Mm -hmm. that there because i had to keep tightening the blade grips the blades come loose every two flights you got to keep checking them that's the main thing if they fold while you're flying you're going to have a boom strike and the only people that had boom strikes were people that were flying too low of head speed or had their blades too loose and they folded on them you know what i mean that's what it was yeah and that was the helicopter yeah what other thing i was trying to do is i was trying to and I don't have one, right? But I was trying to look at the size of, you know, even though the spindle and the shaft are, you know, 10 mil, I was trying to look at the size bearings that they put in the head, right? Is and this see, on the Tron? Yeah, on the Nitron 90. But the, I looked at the manual and I didn't see sizes anywhere. So I did not compare them. I started to. I looked at that. But uh, you know what? They're so huge. Mm-hmm. I think they're 700 feathering shaft like the rust bearings they seem very large yeah um i see no issues in those they're very large yeah. Yeah. the the shaft is the smaller shaft like a 600 would use the eight and ten on the main shaft mm. but at the same time it's super solid feeling it doesn't have that feeling like it's just going to come apart in the air you know some of them have just that floppy mm. feeling or loose feeling this thing feels really rigid the frame spacing is pretty much optimal like the frame spacing is really wide and solid you can take and try to twist with your fingers you know the whole helicopter feels like it's really rigid it doesn't have a 600 feel to it at all did you weigh it up i ended up with um 9.3 pounds you can do the measures on the ounces but 9.3 pounds and i laid a raw 700 but i have the hd version which has the three millimeter side frames Mm -hmm. and it was 10.4 pounds it was quite a bit different that's probably the side frames in the main shaft and the tail shaft difference Mm -hmm. so you know it's still six to 12 ounces lighter than most the 700 size or 90 size nitro models that you'll find on the market yeah well, Boy, speaking cool. of that too, it's it's um, the the max blade is seven oh five. What what blades are you running on this thing? So at first, I tried the seven hundred Azure blades, which are kind of like my backup go tos. I usually use Ultimates. I like the um, Road Check Ultimate blades. I put the Azures on there for my first flight. You know, I'm just like I'm just going to test this out. It flew super smooth, just eyeballing it and checking off my um, blade, you know, just to make sure it was zero. It was pretty close. And it was super smooth, but at the same time, the Azures provided a lot more pop on the actual weight of the helicopter. It felt super light. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. 
So you were talking about like earlier that when you take off, you get like a this little boom waggle uh, wave movement on it, vibration. Is there something different about that boom that's causing that, or is it just? I don't know. It's it's a hex shaped boom, and I've had tons of models where you you crash them. You'll actually purposefully take your leg and just see if you can snap the boom. The Tron boom being like an eight sided boom, it's very very strong. It's very hard to try to like snap it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I think it's just because supportless it's you know out of its own but yeah you get a slight vibe but i've seen that on the specter nitro also and there's other ones when you take off you have a slight shimmy just as you come off the ground but it's solid as soon as it's up to seven eight hundred rpms it just gets that resonation through it so once you get up it's just a like a resonation at a low speed yeah Mm -hmm. okay um one thing i'm wondering is do you have to size the links on that heli No, I did not. I've done three different models that they have, and all of them, I think one I might have uh, sized, and you can use a quote-unquote bodo sizer or whatever fits the, you know, you can use different different ball sizers. So they're they're 5.5, is that what you're saying? They are bigger, some are, which is not a bad thing. There's different ones. They're stainless, solid balls, but they are tight. But they're the perfect tightness when you snap them on there that you can just go fly. Like I've had, you know, two or three different models. I won't even name the brands, but it, there's different ones. You have to, you're like, these are so tight. I have to size them. The Tron ones, you don't have to size and they don't wear as much as the other model models I've seen. There's okay. Frodo's and a few other models that wear very quickly. These kind of slowly wear out, so you can leave them as they are and fly them unless you feel one that happens to be molded different and happens to be particularly tight. Okay. Yeah, because on the Synergy, uh, you know, kits, a lot of times you had to size them because they were just way too tight, you know, on the ball when you were building it. Um, but man, you could, uh, you could mess up a set of links really quick if you didn't. That sounds true. Like I had a five, five, six and I don't remember sizing them. I might've, I think I did actually size those a little bit, but it, like I said, the Trons are not, everybody says they're synergies. They're, they're, they've redesigned a lot of things. The actual links aren't even the same links. They're slightly hmm. different. I think they've oversized them slightly because I did have tons of those links. I changed on that one. and these don't need to be resized where the sub five, five, six, I did have to resize them. You know, this model appeals to me more because when I had a five, five, six and other synergies, it's a tail gears, you know, I just, I'm I'm not a torque tube guy. So it's like changing torque tubes after a crash is like a nightmare. You can auto great. It's a great model, but at the same time, I like to be able to just swap my parts and be able to fly soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we can all agree that, you know, even when Yintech was producing Synergy models, I mean, the the parts coming out of there were pretty impressive. You know, I mean, that they definitely know what they're doing over there. Yeah, they make great parts in the machining as well. It's just, it's a different model slightly. There's a few parts that were similar, but it's been changed quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talking about the head again, um, so tell us about the dampening on on that. Is you keep saying that it's very rigid. So what are they what are they using for, for dampening? So this helicopter's dampening is not the same. I mean, I don't know what other models are, but this is 
there's two washers. You can change the inside or outside washer to like a harder 3D dampening washer mm-hmm. or an O-ring. And the outer O-ring is actually a Delrin O-ring. So it's very solid, you know, regardless. It's not a very floppy head. And you can make it more solid by changing the inner dampeners also. Hmm. Well, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it also has that pivoting um, center piece there that makes it a lot more rigid, too. I think that was one of the unique things about the later models of Synergy was having that pivoting piece in there on the spindle. And of course it, it makes you know sure that there's no um, up and down play in your spindle. You know, it's gonna rock if nothing else first. Um, so I think that adds to that whole, you know, rigid head experience that you uh, you probably are talking about or feeling. Yeah, I've seen I've seen guys take that out and leave it in both ways, but really? I don't know mm-hmm. what the experience is gonna change because the head itself is manipulating off of the center and i don't know how much that actually touches the center like you have the two rings in the delrin and i don't know if that center is really doing a lot of it you know a lot of play in the actual manipulation of the feathering shaft mm, but okay. it might actually change the performance if you remove it because it's going to make it i would think it's softer you know because you're taking out the pivot point right hmm. right so so earlier you're talking about what blades you're running but what else are you running in this heli like what motor night and all that stuff? So I got uh, two flights on the Azure 700 blades, mm-hmm. and I was just amazed. You know, I've flown so many nitros, like everything with the 120s, OSs, 96s, you name it. And when I took this off, I was just like, this feels like there's no heli here. Like <laughs> I'm in a simulator. Like it felt wow. super light. Like nothing was there. And I, I have two Glogos at one point just a few years ago. And those are light. They're similar to the Tron, but the head, you know, the head and the tail are the Tron head is way more solid than a round aluminum Glogo head. You know what I mean? With the supports. Yeah. You can say supports are strong, but the, the Glogo head is not even in comparison to the hex sided Tron tail. It's mm-hmm. much more solid. You know, you said, Chris, that you hit the ground. If you hit the ground, it's probably going to fold. It mm-hmm. can happen. But if you take this tail and try to bend it over your leg versus any other tail, it's going to be very hard or impossible to physically try to bend it. Like, it's super strong for a non-supported tail boom. So I'm flying, you know, the Azure 700s, and I did two flights or three flights on those just to see how it felt. And I'm like, this is smooth. You know, the Tron... You the the Azure seven hundreds are very balanced towards the leading edge, so it's very mm-hmm. smooth. The heli's smooth, you know. It, yeah. I expected that anyway. Everything worked out good when I built it. It's flying fine. But then I set it down. I tried today with a couple flights with the Azure or the the Ultimates, you know, the the Roadshark Ultimates, and it just felt like a whole different heli. You know, it's like super. Either way, it's super light. Like it's a super light heli, no matter what you take it off with. I've never felt good. one like this. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so when like I had the what, logos. I was going to say, like, what motor and pipe and stuff like that are you running on that thing? Okay. So, here's the, you know, I fly everything. So, yeah. the logos I had OS 105 on one, and then I had the YS 96 with the power tune on the other. So, I have so many different things to go by. And I flew both of those. They're great. You know, the the ninety six was a little bit rough on the nineties on the logo because of just how light it was and the plastic grips. Everything just 
combined to make it a very shaky, didn't feel solid heli. You know what I mean? Like, I felt good, but I felt like I need a, like a metal head on this thing. Or it needs to be a little more solid. The head's too high. It's going to snap a main shaft. I don't know. I flew it, but it was just a little more deceptive to me. And then I fly this Tron. I put the same 96 on it with a metal head. You know, this has a thick, it's a 600 grip, but it's been extended mm-hmm. to a 700 blade grip size. It's a very solid head. You know, the head versus something other than that size. I don't know what the raw, you'd have to give me numbers on the raw 700 size versus this, like the height from the head to the frame. But they made the head slow enough to the frame to where it feels very solid and doesn't give you that feeling when you're flying like this is too small of a head for a 700. This feels very solid. And that's how it feels when I fly it. You know, it doesn't have that. I'm going to come apart or, you know, lose linkages are going to get loose or something's going to happen because it's a small head. Right. Would you say that uh, all the other Tron kits feel uh, very similar like this as well in terms of flight characteristics and all that kind of stuff? They're very different. Like the, the Nitron 50 was designed around a 50 size. You can't even, like, if somebody said, oh, this is a Synergy, you know, whatever, 50 size, it's nothing, there's nothing similar on it. You know, you might have a tank, uh, the landing gear, the boom, everything's been changed, and it feels, I had a 5.56, and it flew great, but I touched the tail on the ground a few times and stripped gears, just touching, it didn't even... Sure, yeah. Touched, hurt the blades. It stripped the gears, just touching the blade, blades for three or four rotations. And I was like, oh my God, really? You know, this has, you know, I wouldn't say tail torque tubes are bad. They're awesome. If you love to do autos, torque tubes are the way to go. But with the Nitro 90, you have a belt, so you have forgiveness. And I like forgiveness in my flights. You know, I like to be able to, if you screw around and mess up, you can survive and keep going. So with the Nitron 50, you know, you can hit the ground. You can come back up and survive most of the time, you know, unless you smash it into the ground. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've been flying this for over a year with the same. And my main gear is actually loose. It's been chewing away at the main gear. Uh, I'll be honest. It's my own fault because I could push the motor back. I've tightened a little bit and it's working, but that's my own fault. You know, you have in the kit, it's the same as most of the other kits with the nitro. You have one little shim you put in there behind the motor. It keeps it the same distance from the pinion and the main gear. So it's been flying. It's fine, but you know, I could tighten it up. It's flying fine. You can do whatever you want with it and you have no issues. If you touch it on the ground, it still flies. There's, I just like that no issue feel with a tail belt. You know, you can survive yeah, the sure. flight and do what you want. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I have no bad opinion on, you know, torque tubes because people love to do autos. It auto rotates a lot longer and smoother on torque tubes. But in the end, when you have to repair it, you're going to spend 60 to 80, 100 more dollars repairing all the gears, vertical umbrella gears, all that stuff when you have to repair it. Yeah. So that's just my opinion. Sure. Mm-hmm. It yeah. just hit me. I got a question regarding the clutch. Do you have to uh, glue in the clutch liner for this one? Because I so know the that's, clutch, that's the new XL Nitro. I think you have to the enemy. 
I yeah, I haven't really researched that model completely, but at the same time, the nitron comes pre-glued and the ninety nitron comes pre-glued. At the same time, I you know there was you know I'm telling 100% truth. There was a team pilot that had, or at least another guy that got a pilot a kit early without the manual, had the liner come out in flight but this was probably it didn't have enough glue is all i can figure i don't think the liner was the issue so when you're assembling you know if you're listening to this and you're assembling a kit you can add a little few drops you know when you have the kit you know the clutch upside down just add a few drops of glue around the edge of the liner to the bell just to make sure that it's secure i don't know if it was just a one-off issue it's not something that I heard of it just one time, but the liner does come pre-glued to to fly the model. And actually, when I spooled it up, it starts up at exactly the right RPM because I usually do these on my own by hand. I'll run like uh, one and a half uh, rows of electrical tape, and then I mm-hmm. glue the model, you know, glue the liner in by hand with super glue. Most people say, all you need to do, like epoxy, it takes hours. I just, I'm just used to doing it. I do it quick. I put the liner in there with super glue on. I put like super glue line on the bell real quick, put a line of super glue on the liner real quick, and then I install it. And I put a one one and a half rows of electrical tape on the clutch, shove it in there, glue it, give it 10 minutes, and it's good to go. That's just how I've done it for 20 years. And it works perfect. Cool. But yeah, this comes glued, but I would prefer if you're going to build the model now just put turn the clutch upside down and spin it and just put three or four drops of super glue along the edge of where the liner meets the bell just to guarantee that it can't move on you nice that's good advice that's not a bad idea yeah yeah well cool thanks so much for covering that with us um i mean obviously it's a brand new kit so if you want to go get yours of course any major one of the major places will have it what is it like a main uh heli direct is there anybody else that uh has that kit that I'm forgetting? Yeah, there uh, was issues in the beginning, whatever, but the Tron is the Tron. It's three different people running the program. Uh, there was things with them that, that doesn't even need to be spoken of, but the model itself is ran by three different people that have designed Xnova motors and your icons. So they're very well knowledge and the models themselves are very well, you know, they're very well designed and thought of. And if they're not, you know, people, they take people's advice and they fix the model to meet your needs. Right. That's cool. That is cool. That's, that's kind of one of those things that you have to, you know, you got to appreciate, right. Having that quick resolution to issues. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, you know, you know, I fly everything. I fly the SAB models and, you know, there's not a lot you have to mess with each model, but sometimes things slip by in the manual or just the actual build itself. Mm-hmm. SAB, you know, you can name all the model brands have had something that has to come back and be redone. And like, we're sending it out to you right now. You know, this is a problem. We're going to send it out to you. And that's a good company. You know, if they can actually send you the product and fix it, it's absolutely. not the money. It's just you want it to work right, you know? Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Well, cool. So uh, moving on here, I uh, I understand that you um, you may know Rita Mamacita personally. Is that correct? Hmm. I do know Rita Mamacita. Well, 
I just was curious. Do you think that you could bring her on so maybe we could, uh, you know, do a little pre-spring fling interview with Rita? I think we could uh, to give you the number. All right. Here we go. Hit it. Rita, are you there? I'm there. Sorry, I'm there. Hey, how's it she going, Rita? There. Man. I'm very good. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. We're excited to uh, come over to your neck of the woods there soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, we thought maybe we'd ask you some questions. Are you ready for this? Are you ready, Rita? Are you, are you I ready? Mean, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Got to get you hot and heavy here. Okay, so first question. Okay. You love, oh man. Are you excited for Spring Fling next week or this week when the episode releases? I love Spring, spring Fling. That's when Eric shows up and he shows up on my porch. <laughs> oh, porch. man. I mean, uh, is it true that he kidnapped you a couple of years back? He did. He took us on a little trip, and uh, we, you know, I liked it, and it was just a fun time to get out of the porch that I'm usually on. (laughs) I was going to say, is it really kidnapping if she wants to go for the ride? Yeah. I mean. I did. Did Eric pay? (laughs) Did he have to pay? I think he did. Did, Rita, did he pay some good money for you? He did a little bit, and it wasn't too bad, but he got me out of the restaurant. Ah, so you can't, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so do you have? Do you happen to have any uh, special outfits for Mister Eric when he shows up this week? I'm kind of saving them because I want him to see them in person. I want to make sure that he likes them. Okay. Yeah, a little one on one time with Eric's shoe. Mm. Hmm. I like it. Wonder whose camper they're going to hang out in. Mm. Yours. Mm. Oh, <laughs> dear Lord. <laughs> walked right into that one, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Cholo's got to make some room. <laughs> and I'll just go to sleep. Oh, my goodness. Not my Poor camper. Justin. Fuck <laughs> Uh, <laughs> where or what level would you say your loyalty is if Eric doesn't show up? I couldn't expect him to show up because I really like him, and I want him to show up at the at the restaurant and just you know hang all over me because that's what I like. Mm. All right. Uh... So, you know, uh, what was it, a couple years ago, I guess now, uh, what did you think about being paraded through the event a few years back? Um, It was fun. I got to go out to the fun fly and check out all the guys and see what was going on. And I got to see them fly some, and it was cool because I got out of the restaurant for a while. Poco Loco is really boring. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Just tacos there, huh? Yeah, it's just tacos and burritos and people just asking for things all the time. Mm. Gotcha. Do you guys see I've been flying? Are you what? been flying lately? What? 
Yeah, I've been flying. Did you see my post? I had a picture with uh, I had a Futaba transmitter, 32MZ, and I think it's what's called. And Jason, I think his name's Jason Bell, showed it to me. Huh? He showed you to? Oh man! So what kind of? Yeah, fly yeah. He was he was teaching me how to fly, and he, and he came with you know he's like, um, he's like, do you know how to hover? It was Hoover. It's like, can can you Hoover for me? <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Do you mean hover, not Hoover? No, he, he pronounced it Hoover. Oh. You sure he was talking about flying? Mm-hmm. And I said Hoover. He's like, and then all of a sudden we weren't at the field at all, which I, was, I thought was odd, you know? And we stayed at his house. And he had me do practice hoovers all night long. <laughs> Man, yeah. wow! At first, I I sucked, but but then by the next morning, I was excellent in them, and I was ready to fly on my own. Right. Excellent Hoover, yeah. I, I was hoovering. Yeah. Did he teach you to pure flip too? He did. Oh, so he did one sticks. Huh, you just stir the stick. Okay. You see, by the next day, you know, there's like Tortube and TT and FBL, all these abbreviations, SB, ESB, ESCs. I don't know. I'm a dumb blonde. And, you know, I'm not good with all those. But so after learning to fly, I went on Craig's book and got my own fly barless unit. And and Craig's books kind of likes Craigslist, but you know, it's like Facebook in one. But you take a photo of what you're selling, and you know, while you're holding it, you kind of like, you know, it's a profile picture of shit what you used to own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Huh. You, mm-hmm. you take a picture with your shit you're selling, and it's kind of like what you used to own. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So. After that, you know, he taught me how to hoover, and I I updated my fly this unit. It was an LGB TQU. Is that what they're called? Your fly I think unit? you got it. Yep, sounds yep. right. Yeah, and and the other day, and you know, it, it supports rainbows. Is that did, right? Did he teach you about yeah, after, tra- trans so, nitros? LGB TQ. Yeah, huh. after I updated it, it supports rainbows. That is. So then you know, guys, I was. The guy's like, hey, do you want to do speed runs? And I was like, okay, let's try speed runs, you know? And then we never oh. left the restaurant. I, did, I didn't know what was going on. I was still on the porch. Speed runs and, or uh, spit runs? Speed runs. We were going to try speed runs. It wasn't oh, speed okay. it, was, it was speed runs. And, but then I thought it was weird because we never left the restaurant. And then after four or five burritos... I tried to run to the bathroom, but mm-hmm. my legs were too hard and stiff. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I lost the speed runs. I couldn't get to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh, so you had happening. the speed runs. I think I understand. That now. was the yeah. speed runs. Yeah. That's what they told me. I don't yeah, know what they are. You guys might know better than speed, me. Mm. Speed runs. Speed runs. I didn't realize that was a thing. Now I do. See, you learn mm-hmm. something every that, day. That's all I've learned about flying so far. Hoover, he didn't teach anything about trans nitros or anything like that. Tra- I, 
he mentioned it, but I haven't tried trans nitros yet. I, that's my next thing after speed runs. Mm. Well, so well, much nice. in such yeah, little right? short time. I learned a lot in like three days. You know, it was just like quick. It was like mm. hovers, instant. You know, straight to speed runs. I didn't the, even get to hover. The, just hammering just it hovered. out. Yeah, the day was quick or he was quick. I think it was both. Okay. Oof. Huh. Truth comes out. Yeah. It hurts, man. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Rita, I tell you what, would you like to play a game with us? Sure. What is that? It's called the shotgun round, where you kind of like a this or that type of situation. And, uh, you know, we'll ask you a question and you answer which you prefer. That's fine. You go ahead. Let's do it. All right, Gooch, kick it off. All right, first one, Rita. Inverted or upright? What's your preference? Mm, I think I like inverted because everybody can see my tail. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Getting more. Yeah. So, um, how do you like your funnels? Tail down or tail up? I like tail up because I want the nose down so they can see my tail up. Mm. Okay. All right. I hope Eric's taking notes. Oh yeah, he probably already is, or knows them already. Yeah. But uh, are you are you into pirouetting? I like to spin around so that you know everybody can see me too. It's just fun that way. They can check me out and spin around. Okay. Do you like it hard or F3C? F3C. Because you know F3CF and then obviously three, like threesome, and then C because they can see me when I'm nose down. Oh. Interesting. All right. Okay. Do you like a heli loop or a raw? Don't hold back. Uh, loop is fun, but raw's even better. Mm. Feels yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of hard, uh, do you go really hard during the day or at night? At night, that's the only time because everything's more like skeptic and nighttime. You know, everybody sees only what they want to see. I see. All right. Mm. Okay. Good to know. Okay. So, uh, strapless or strap on? I like strapped because it holds everything together. You can feel a lot more. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Do you know J high voltage treadway? Yeah. Um, sparks flew when I saw J treadway, like 480 volts because, you know, don't tell Eric, you know, this is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Truth comes out once again. Man, these are good. So you like sparks. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So are you handy with tools or do you like to watch? I like to watch because it gives me more of an uh, you know, off experience. I get to see what everybody does and it just makes me feel better and all funny inside. Okay. All right. We've got the last one here, Rita. Here we go. It's the big one. It's the grand finale. Okay, you ready? We have 
After you fly nitro, do you clean up or do you stay wet? Mmm. Mm. I stay wet because the next flight is going to be the best flight. You know, it's not your last flight, but it's going to be the best flight. So you want to stay wet so that everything's lubed and spins really well and works really well. Mm. Rita, you have been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for coming on. We hope to see you soon. And uh, thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks for coming on. Want to hit the biggest event on the East Coast? If you haven't been to Spring Fling, 2023 is going to be something pretty special. Maybe even international. What do you mean international? Well, for the first time ever, Simone Zunter is coming to the East Coast for Spring Fling 2023. That's incredible. Not only the First Lady will be attending, this event usually is attended by many national top pilots. As always, the event will be packed with great raffle prizes, great food, powered pit areas, night flying, and full shower facilities. So it's kind of like an Urcha East. Right. Now you can go to fredersburgrc.com to pre-register for this action-packed event to lock in your attendance. Let's make Haley's great again at the 2023 Spring Fling in Fredericksburg, Virginia. For more information, you can contact Joe Reyes at teamninjarc at gmail.com. All right. Well, we'll see you there. Hey, Kenny, are you back? I'm here. Yeah, how's it going? All right. Man, wow. what? How? Man, I tell you, I don't know how you became friends with Rita, but <laughs> she's something. She's crazy, you know. Yeah. She just comes out of nowhere. I was like, I was like, I need to friend her because she's on the corner. She's watching Eric, and Eric's, you know, he's all over the Facebook and mm-hmm. keeping everything in line. So we'll talk to him and see how he does. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. Well, Kenny, we appreciate you very much for coming on the show tonight and uh, hanging out with us, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been an amazing time. And uh, thanks, of course, for the uh, update and news on the Tron or the Nitron 90. It's been very helpful, especially for myself. Hopefully, somebody else who bought one will also be able to gain some knowledge from that. But uh, uh, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that? On my Facebook, it would be just using um, Facebook itself. Like, you can email me, but you're better off just messaging me through Facebook, and you'll get a quick response. Okay. All right. And, of course, if you'd like to get in touch with us here at The Helihead Show, you can reach us at theheliheadshow at gmail.com. Of course, if you'd like to be a guest or we have show ideas, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to like our Facebook, follow, and subscribe to us on Podbeans and iTunes. We love them reviews. I don't think we've seen anything much uh, action on the review side, have we? There's been a couple, uh, but I really, sorry, I've been super busy here lately, but let's try and get to those yeah. next time. But there was like two, I think, that came in. Two? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll nice. promise them to the listeners next one. Yeah, for sure. Nice. So, and also like to do a shout out to all the other heli podcasts and video personalities in the hobby. 
Also, if you can, go out to YouTube and check out the uh, rchelicopter.hub. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And check them out. They've got That's some good right. stuff that they've been doing on there. I mean, and don't forget our boy Bill. Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill, 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 Bill. Mm-hmm. Also, club donations. These clubs have us come. Throw them a few bucks to help have them keep Alice keep coming back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. All right, Gooch, hit us with your parting words. Before we do that, okay. How about a quick like shotgun round for events coming up? Okay, sounds good. You know, maybe maybe not necessarily out on the west, but more for the the east coast folks. All so right. we got a couple of things. So spring fling, that's actually the week of this episode. So uh, you know, if you're going to be there, come stop by, say hi. If you see some of us, I think all of us will be there. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, if I'm mistaken. So come stop and say hi. The other thing that we're going to have is whoa, we whoa, have... hang on. Come okay. see these guys. I'm unapproachable. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, don't go talk to Kevin. If you do go talk to Kevin, make sure that he's got an Apple AirTag on his wallet so he doesn't blame you for taking his wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very possible. No, Cliff told me that I need to bring my best attitude and not the bad attitude like wallet type stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I told him I would. Yep. All sunshine and rainbows over there. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that after that one, like literally a week later, May 5th through the 7th, the Buckeye Blade Scrape in Delphos, Ohio. Mm. Buckeye Blade Scrape. Okay. Then like two weeks later, so May 19th through Where the Where is that located at? The Buckeye the, Blade Scrape? Yeah, the Buckeye Blade Scrape is literally like halfway, uh, uh, halfway between you and Mansfield. Okay, cool. Okay, six. six. Yep. So that's coming up May fifth to May seventh. Then May nineteenth to the twenty first, we're going to Cuba, baby. Cuba, New York. We have the Cuba, spring. Cuba. Yep. Spring mm. thing, not fling thing. Thing. Okay. Yep. Then in June, I'll give two more in June. We have the Cincinnati Smackdown 2023, June 8th to the 11th. Mm-hmm. And then down in North Carolina in June, starting the 23rd, is the Dragonfly at Ramsfield. Right on. Airfield. Yep. And then it's a spring fling. Mm-hmm. So just a quick before I get into my hashtags, I wanted to bring those up. Nice. All right. Nice. Uh, let's see. For me, parting words. For me, I have hashtag. Hopefully, there are not any snakes in my camper at Spring Fling. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an mm-hmm. invitation. Yep. Hashtag Nitro Life. Hashtag Spring Fling Greatness. Man, it's upon us. I cannot wait. Hashtag, and I changed this one. It used to be YS Headache. Mm-hmm. And now it's hashtag YS freaking Banana Power. Banana Power. Mm-hmm. It's okay. bananas. Gotcha. Okay. I was going to okay. say, like banana hammock? Like, uh, it's bananas. <laughs> it's bananas, yo. And gotcha. then hashtag 2023 flying season is on fire so far. I am... 150% energized to go through some of these events come in the coming months. Absolutely. It's been a fun time so far. Yep. And I'm out. All right. Diamond, hit it. 
Me? Okay. Hashtag 8S or no S. Mm. Hashtag caps can't hang. Hashtag show me your skids. Hashtag mm. this is a tree cra- crashing club. That's right. Hashtag dominance asserted. Hashtag watch out for that C square at spring fling. Hashtag spring fling is a go. And hashtag this was the most uncomfortable podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Oh. All right, so, Shola. <laughs> okay. Hashtag nothing is safe. Hashtag drives from the right side. Hashtag team square C squared. Hashtag who needs raffles when I have friends like you. Hashtag tell John this is not the time. <laughs> hashtag small ice cream cones for the wins. And hashtag. We're probably canceled for the next 50 years, guys. Probably, probably. All right. And if we're we... not, we're good for 50 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll be good for another 50. And if we are canceled, hashtag we got a V2 coming out soon. That's right. You just rename it. You know, it's like the, it's like the Asian restaurants, the Chinese places, right? They go from Hong Kong to Hong Kong 2. <laughs> Why do you have to say it with an Asian accent? Why are you judging yeah. me right now? I'm just calling you out. I like beef and broccoli. Shut up. All right, oh, here we go. I'm surprised you didn't say beef and broccoli. <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, let's get it out of here. We got, uh, I don't always crash, but when I do, I just buy new because of all the tree threading. We got hashtag mean mugging, hashtag unapproachable, hashtag no slow S for this guy, hashtag, did you hear that, Cholo? Hashtag <laughs> go to spring fling, hashtag mm-hmm. spring fling guitar seminar. Hashtag spring fling shower pulls. Hmm. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that one at the shower very end. Pulls. Yep. Shower yeah. pulls after the conversations we just had. Mm-hmm. You just wait, buddy. You just wait. Canceled. Yep, Dutch oven. Thank you so much oh, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you so much for listening. It's been episode number 95. It's been a episode with Kenny Hutton. Thank you again for coming on, and we'll catch you guys next time. Spring fling throttle return spring, which came from people not using one, and then hashtag the real mamacita, which is well, you know what that is. I was trying so hard not no. to not to laugh. Oh god! Oh my god, dude, I was dying. Holy I shit. muted my mic a couple times. <laughs> I was like, the real mamacita. Uh, a couple times, yes. I was Jeez. like, oh god. I had my mic. I had my mic unmuted and I'm dying laughing. Uh, and I'm the next one up. I'm like, oh shit. I knew I, you guys had to turn your heads. That's yeah, all sideways heads. I just looked away because I didn't want anyone else to break. So I was like, I'll just get like, out of. No frame. one's going to live through this fucking monologue. Yeah. I was like, that's terrible. It was great. I had, to, I came up with out of nowhere. It's, it's the best awesome. type.
awesome. Mm. You need to play like the dating game music. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, I've got something. We've used it before, but I got something for it. So oh. it'll work. So oh, it was the music we used that Arnold Schwarzenegger was trying to seduce Shaggy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. That was a good one. But uh, very cool. Hey, you guys didn't see what was coming, did you? Mm-hmm. Dude, it was freaking great. Now I've got five <laughs> hours of freaking audio to go through. Oh, man. Jesus. God. It's rough. Done. Done. You're done. You're done. done. I'm You're done. done. You're what? Done. No oh, way. Put that, uh, put that shit on a cracker. Say. God, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Does that make any sense? <laughs> I'm laughing yeah. at parts. <laughs> Why? He's eating pizza. Look at him. He's just chopping like a 17 inch pizza pizza. The closer he is to the screen, the bigger the piece of pizza is. Dude, look at that. It's huge. I had Domino's today, if that makes any sense. Yeah. What is that? Dude, every time. Dude. Every time I come across one of those videos, no, what? No way. I'm going to send it to Chris. Now you're never going to get a response from any message from me because you're going to be muted. Hearing a block. <laughs> the look on your face. God, I can't st- <laughs> No way. Every time you send him one of those, he loses another hair. <laughs> and the book uh, like Kevin by Springfling oh now. Oh my god. Oh shit. <laughs> Damn it. Are you, probably. are you in like a place where they grow weed right now? Botanical garden. He looks like where they grow weed. You look yeah. like a grow house. You a, in a weed house, man? Yeah, it's a grow house. <laughs> you ever done house. a show on weed, man? Different. That's the thing. Every show, it's going to be a different place. I want to take <laughs> you guys on my life adventures with me. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, shit. So hard. So hard. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this Rita's going to be messed. I mean, Rita, come on, girl. The sad part is you can still tell it's Gooch with that on. <laughs> That's the worst part about it. Is it? She's like a Gucci girl. blows through there, yeah. It's a Gucci girl. Bitch, please. <laughs> the, that could be Satan. Robot. I got this truck in here, and you can see I all the fucking love duct tape it. residue on it, because it had a thing covering the window. It was what the fuck? What? what? No so way! It's not the say. guy. I think it is. Like the way you guys made it sound like it's like some fucking backwoods redneck. Oh yeah, yeah right. from Michigan or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> we used to have this place near us called Pirate Pizza. And I told my mom's fiance, if you walk into the place and order the food in a pirate voice, they give you 10% off. And he would say, he's like, what? I was like, yeah, he walked in there. I was like, you got to go in there and be like, "Ah, where's me pizza? And he said he (laughs) he walked in with his fucking 15 year old daughter and didn't tell her that he was going to do it. And he's like, "Ah, where's me pizza? They're like, what's your name? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's uh, but that pizza place was amazing. It's no longer around, but it was really good.
Uh, Kevin, I actually had to download. It's called Morph Vox Pro. Have you heard yeah. of that program? No. I had to download that, and I got like a cracked version to be able to use the the female voice because the Let's other one's a piece of shit. Let's hear it. Go for it. Sounds kind of like this. Is that good? I mean, you know, she's I mean, a little husky, paid, but it's okay. Can you Dude, can you worse? make your make your voice higher and then yeah? Can you there? make your voice a little more womanly and then that way it'll hey make. Guys, it... How's, how's it going? There you Is go. That any better? That's way better. She's yeah. Gonna talk like this a little bit higher. I mean, mm-hmm. if you can, sure. Do I sound husky? Let me no. see. Can I change <laughs> no, full figured Is anymore. That Is that worse? Yeah, you can't say figured? husky. You gotta say full figured. How's that? How's that? Am I getting higher? Too high? Mid transition. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is 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 the money a trainee or a tranny? Is he training people tranny. or is he a tranny? Okay. Trainee. Yeah, he's training. He's a training he's a tranny. Tranny. Yeah, he's a tranny. 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 on the flight line where he's at. Right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to make that noise or if we were going to... Am I doing all right? Hello? Oh, Hello? Is this going to be an epi- episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so wasted right now. <laughs> Just... <laughs> oh, I can barely read. Uh.